Things change from one generation to the next. Attitudes, politics, technology, even lifestyles. But when it comes to business, there's one thing every generation has in common. The pursuit of excellence. Welcome to Generation Excellence. A conversation with next-gen leaders of family businesses who are working to preserve the past and innovate the future. And now, here's the host of Generation Excellence and a third-generation business owner himself, Jamie Michelson. Jamie? What began with a supermarket in Detroit roughly 40 years ago became a business with five brothers and their wives. As they added stores, hotels, and other operations, they named the company Group 10 Management. Today, Kenny Koza serves as president of this still family-owned hospitality and real estate development company. We talked about the business's roots, future plans, and aspirations. We met at one of Kenny's restaurants, hence the background noise. Kenny said, just don't ask me about SWOT analysis. So for everything but SWOT talk, please welcome my guest, Kenny Koza. Tell me the founding story and the meaning of the name. You know, truthfully, there's a lot of... Uh different things have been said about the name like rolling um, rock one, one yeah one of the things i've been told is that it was founding by five brothers and uh five wives okay homage to them being they were you know obviously they they spend most of their days uh working in the store not seeing their family uh, i kind of like that story because i've kind of stuck with it do i know if it's 100 percent true no but you know you make uh sometimes uh, you make things um, what they are, and to me, I feel like that is a, a great like message for who we are and what we do as a company because we are family-owned and operated. So, what was the first business that kind of spawned the businesses? So, our first business was a supermarket um, down in Detroit, and it was called Spotlight, I believe. Okay. Don't quote me on some of these facts there. There, I go back uh, 50 years um, or more. Uh, my uncle Eddie was the originator. He came here when he was, I believe, around 18 years old. Um, started working in the convenience store business. He had friends here that kind of told him, that, you know, there was kind of uh, the automotive industry. There was a boom, and you know, there you can make money here, and it's great living. And so, you know, the uh, whole American dream was kind of inspired in him. So he was able to borrow money from my um, grandfather um, on my mom's side. So he okay. took a loan. Um, from his uncle, and so and then he came here and you know was able to get a job sweeping the store with his friends, and they saved pennies. And little by little, he brought over each one of his brothers, and lastly, he brought over um, my uncle Mike and my father and his mother um, in the last segment um, in his initiative. So, and so from <laughs> take us on the journey from the supermarket to so basically from one supermarket, they were able to band together. Uh, you know, it goes the saying. I mean, you know how pennies add up. Um, so this is a true example of if you work hard, you band together, you work with family, you save. They went from one store to two stores to three stores to a couple dozens of convenience stores throughout, you know, Metro Detroit. And then on to, um, you know, kind of do greater things as they uh, expanded their convenience store business. They thought that, you know, they saw that there were actually better ways to make money, easier ways to make money, not having to open and close their, you know, mm -hmm. businesses and, um, you know, because those businesses are really owner-operated. They don't have too much um, profit or revenue to kind of have uh, ability to have staff run those type of things. So they really had to open and close and really milk it for what it is to kind of explain to what we are today. So, you know, from that was a catalyst to get us into, uh, you know, parking lot business and video business and, and hotels and so forth. Got it. And, I mean, 
lot of steps and successes along the way. I mean, anything that didn't work or they tried or experimented with that, you know, obviously, um, we are very entrepreneurial and we are very ambitious and I can't say that everything has worked, um, 100%. I could say, you know, we, we originally had, you know, uh, a chain video store called Mammoth Video. I think we even grew it to as many as 50 video stores. Um, you know, and, and in that endeavor, when you have that many stores, not all of them to succeed. Right. You know. And then, I mean, we all know what happened to video stores. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, that, that wasn't just what you were doing. Yeah. Lucky for us, we were, you know, um, our stores were very profitable in the beginning and we were able to pay off a lot of our debt. So, you know, for us, we just phased them out. We, we got out kind of um, clean, I should say, easier than most. So, you know, family businesses often, I mean, you're, you're, running a family business now, what, what's your first memory of sort of going into one of the businesses or helping or being given a task? So or? I was probably either six or seven years old. I was, uh, I went, my father took me to pick and save. Um, that was kind of his baby. He's a guru in the supermarket business. It's what he loves even till today after, you know, 60 years. Um, he took me to Seven Mile and Van Dyke. It was called Pick and Save. Okay. So, uh, you know, and I was a, I bagged grocery and we did bottles in the back. So, you know, you come in, you drop off your Coke and your Pepsi. Back then there were no, you know, can smacker. I right, had to physically right. sort Bins. them out and things of like that. Stock the coolers and such. And, and I loved it. I always begged to go to work with that. So it's something that I really, you know, look forward to. We're, uh, here on Generation Next at Zhao Jun Restaurants, so we'll explain the action of yeah, the sorry, restaurant setting up. The newest businesses. The newest businesses. So that was one of your first memories. Uh, then talk about your own journey, like places you've worked, and then kind of in the around the world, and then reengaging in the so family business. Interesting enough, you know, um, I like to believe in you know every family. They uh, kind of see who could be the. Uh, <laughs> motivator or the factor or the person that might you know kind of come on board to kind of take things to um i don't want to say the next level because uh, the person who pioneered this company my uncle mike um did amazing things and did greater things than i pretty much would probably ever achieve in my life yeah. and so but you know from a very young age you know he would even pick me up my uncle mike and he would take me i, I washed dishes for two years at a mexican restaurant called dos space was in belleville he used to drop me off at our video stores. I worked for there at several years. I worked in a, even a, a pet store that was uh, owned by us because, you know, and, uh, in the days where shopping centers um, were hurting and, you know, um, spaces were becoming uh, available very rapidly, we kind of fought back and opened up our own businesses to fill our shopping centers, to make them look full, to make people want to come to them because, you know, no one's really going to ever want to come to a, a shopping center that's completely empty right. and dark and stark. So he was very, uh, you know, very smart in doing those type of things. And so, yeah, I, I've worked a plethora of jobs. And I used to say, hey, how come no one else in the family is doing any of this? And, and you know, they would boast me up by saying, well, they, they can't do it. you got something that they don't have, and we trust in you. And so, you know, they, they, they very much motivated me to become the man I am today, for sure. Very nice. And do you have, are there, uh, you know, some founder saying or some... Uh, your words of wisdom from your father that stick with you or your uncle or well, both of them um, would say uh, the proof is in the pudding okay and as much as yesterday I heard it actually from my uncle Mike <laughs> the proof is in the pudding and, and we do say that a lot in our company because actions speak louder than words sure. 
see see where stuff goes. So you talk about you know, being involved in a family business with a lot of family members, history, but you're trying to do some new things. So talk about like the vision for the future of Group 10. Or well, our main, main driver right now is, is hospitality and specifically hotels. Okay. Um, and in hotels, we do have restaurants. Um, currently open a couple that are even outside of hotels. My own pet projects is Ajun and Adachi. Um, but we also have two, you know, casual steakhouse called Giants, Giants Italian Steakhouse. We have another steakhouse, our own concept called Urban Steak. Um, we have a high-end gastropub called Hot Union. And we have an even American Grill concept called Bloom that's in our Hilton Gardens. We felt that was very fitting for the concept. So what is it that excites you about hotels and restaurants? You know, so in just my nature and, and fun enough, uh, being Middle Eastern and Chaldean, uh, it's just in our nature and our DNA to kind of take care of people. We okay. really love feeding people. We're very hospitable. And so it's a very fitting industry for me. But at the same time, it allows me to be creative in the way that kind of gets me excited to wake up every day from designing the hotels yeah. to figuring out better ways to manage them, to coming up with menu ideas, specials, things of that nature. Even the language on the menu, thinking of those type of things excites me. So what kinds of things still would you like to see the company get into? Or, I mean, because you said you've got the business and then the restaurants, some other restaurants that you're involved with. Like, what else would you like to get into? Well, currently we're mainly focused on Michigan. And uh, our main priority, or now I shouldn't say main priority, our, our main goal and objective is to start developing in urban communities. Detroit um, are our roots. We don't have any hotels in Detroit yet. We okay. have one project. It's going to be a very uh, flagship project for us. It is a dual hotel, Hampton Inn and Suites, Homewood Suites, together. Uh, the first in Michigan of a dual project. And it's also going to contain retail, a parking deck, and even a, a rooftop restaurant and bar. Um, so, you know, we would love to venture out and, and you know, me and be a long life goal to, to obviously develop in Manhattan and Chicago and Washington, D.C. Uh, and even San Francisco. I mean, those would be the, the part of the 20 year plan. Got it. What and then. So what do you look to for yourself? Like who else out there does things really in an interesting way that inspires you or you uh, not that you're copying them, but you've like other anybody else you go to school on that's like you all or well you know it's interesting because everyone right now the big craze is boutique hotels boutique right. hotels boutique hotels and, and yet they want to say they're designed for millennials uh to me they're not um they actually the largest segment simply because of how much it costs you're going to you're, you're looking at the range of from 50 years old to 70 years old and they want to save those properties because they're fresh and young and hip and you know they don't want to go to a stale tired old old flag so you know it's 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 good for keep up with the trends it's good to see where things are going um so that obviously we stay current i mean one of my own philosophies is that you get out of uh, get out of a business what you put into a business so i always make sure that our properties are never tired and we're constantly reinvesting in them okay um and you know i've seen so many successful businesses over the years they've been around probably 30 years but they probably stopped investing in them probably in year 10. And from then, they just slowly declined. And you know, I'm, I'm very uh, in tune to that, and I don't want that ever to happen to us. Great. Oh, and then, uh, do you have, I have asked this of someone else who's in similar business, do you have a favorite hotel in the world you've in, been? In the world? You know what? I, uh, I've been to... I'm not even sure what my answer would be. Yeah. Really. Uh, well, there's, I'd, I would say the, the Walea Grand in, um, in Maui. It's absolutely amazing, and then I, I, you know, and, and I've been blessed, and 
um, and I can say another hotel that probably rivals it. It's called the uh, Obama Ritz-Carlton in Tenerife, uh, Canary Islands, Spain. Not to be confused with Obama, our former president. Right. It's, it's Obama. So, okay. Uh, a spectacular hotel. I'm a big fan of Asian cuisine, and it has a restaurant that's a two Michelin star sushi restaurant called Kabuki. Okay, so, so that's why it's, it's two it's nice two nice settings yes. with, with things that you brought into the business. So somehow we've talked about all this stuff, but we haven't talked about the parking lot business, mm -hmm. which is how we got connected, introduced, and yeah. as an ad agency, we're focused on. So how did that? What's the where did that business start so, and evolve? And, so the, um, so that's a, a great story because that's just you know part of my uncle Mike's uh, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, he said he was traveling home one day. He had parked at that park uh, parking lot. He Which kinda, one would at, at U.S. Park? At U.S. Park. At okay. U.S. Park. And you know he, he just drove. You know he parked there. He had an amazing experience in the shuttle bus. He kind of saw how full the parking lot was, and of course he's just started thinking about it and realizing, wow, this is a great business. And here. You know, I've been in the convenience store business, supermarket business, and, and this looks like something that could be really good uh, for us and for him, obviously, and the family. And so he made efforts to kind of reach out to the owner. And over years, he kind of chiseled away at the owner to the point when the guy was ready to sell, he contacted my uncle. And so my uncle was able to take the, the U.S. park um, and, and pretty much... Um, become a uh, master operator where it led into expand and develop Quick Park, which was our first parking lot that we developed on our own. Okay. And then uh, from on there, then we've acquired Airlines Parking and most recently Park and Go. And Airlines, so Airlines Parking was around under different ownership. Correct. They yep. had been around forever. They were the, kind of the leader in the market. So to think that, you know, we were able to obtain and acquire the leader in the market is just a testament to my uh, Uncle Mike's tenacity and um, entrepreneurship and, and how ambitious he is, because obviously that's it's, it's what has kind of catapulted our company to the next level. So you're passionate about travel yourself, so then you've got hotels, restaurants, airport parking, which is travel and tourism, so the business is what you would love to do. What, uh, what is a student of it, what are like some risks, or what are you concerned about in the future, or what are I don't know, the old what keeps you up at night question. Well, you know, when you look back to history, you see, you know, the ups and downs. So for us as developers, um, and then, you know, so, so diversified or, and so kind of ambitious, we just, you know, we want to make sure we see the writing on the wall in time. Uh, we don't want to get caught in a downturn where we're in a flux of building stuff and banks pull your loans like they did previously. Okay. So we're always very um, cautiously optimistic is the best way to say it. And so we're just making sure that we don't get caught, you know, holding the bag right. in the next downturn. I mean, the interest rates are very low, so you almost think that that's something to be said about what may come. I mean, what do you, do you, we haven't even talked about it much. The whole idea of the cars will be driving themselves around and pick you up or park themselves. or I mean, do you think about that as it relates to airport parking? You or? know what? Yeah, competition drives companies to do better things. So without competition, we might not innovate to the ex you know at the rate that we do today. Um, you would have probably never had Tesla if there was never a Ford, right? right. So same thing with us. We, we constantly are having you know people like Uber, Lyft, Rideshare, uh, other parking lots, um, kind of always try to tap in our business. And that's why we always try to make sure we're constantly investing, we're constantly taking care of uh, our employees so that they take care of our guests. 
Um, you know, we, we improve our lots constantly, we invest in technology, and we're always thinking of what's going to be the next thing to make sure we keep our market share. So given, I mean, you're, you, you, you know, you're excited about the business, you're studying stuff, you've got, you said you enjoyed the design and those kind of details. How, describe, like, how do you yourself make decisions and, and, and decide what to do, what not to do? So for me, you know, because I, um, involved, I ask these questions so I can find out for myself. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're no right or wrong answers. You know. No, well, because I'm in a, a family business, our dynamic is, is, is relatively, it's not complex, but at the same time, I'm in a position of trust. I'm in a position to, I have to think, um, for others, for everyone, how they might decide, how they might be affected, how they might like something. So it's not just so cut and dry uh, that I might choose a design element just based on my sense, but in terms of hospitality, hotels particularly, I came from running hotels. So it was one of the things my, I, you know, I have a degree in accounting, I work for PricewaterhouseCoopers, but when I moved back from New York City to Michigan, um, my uncle wanted me to start a front desk because he wanted me to learn the hotel business from the ground up, which at that time I was like, wow, well, I just came from an office job. I didn't intend to come work front desk, right. but I understood why he was doing it. And today it was probably the best thing he could have done for me. And so now when I look at design elements and such, I, I look at them from a main standpoint, you know, mm -hmm. I also look at them from a guest standpoint because I ran hotels as a manager. Um, I know what people were looking for. For instance, I, we were the first company to put showers inside of a Fairfield Inn and Suites back in 2005 in Detroit, in Romulus, actually. And, you know, the guests used to say to me, I would never let the bottom of my baby's butt touch the bottom of the bathtub. So it resonated in us. And we're like, well, why are there bathtubs in these hotels? And that's the kind of things that we're always trying to, you know, um, beat ourselves, one-up ourselves, and kind of think, you know, for the future. It's great. Uh and I felt that way about the bathtubs in a lot of hotel rooms too. Right. Uh, so when, we, when you think about family businesses and business families, and yours has a lot of family members in it, do you all meet regularly to talk about the business? What, how, how, how's that go? Because you know, part of this podcast is there's business and then there's family business, and when it's generational, there's a lot of stuff that can go on. How, how do you all deal with that? You know, over the years, the the dynamic has changed. Unfortunately. Um, some uncles have passed, and so yes, the, the children have gotten a little bit more involved in everything. And we do meet regularly just to kind of you know inform them what's going on, what's the goals of the companies, um, and just to you know kick around ideas and see how how we can kind of collaborate and work together. I mean, when you all get together for a holiday dinner or a cookout, is it? business discussion or are you able to talk about it, other it, things it's it's hard to turn the business talk off okay. there's no doubt about that we do talk about other things of course um, but it's almost impossible not to mention something regarding business do you get eye rolls from other family members that aren't in it day-to-day -day, minute to minute or i wouldn't say just, eye rolls but you know I, I would say more the females are probably more sick of the men talking about business than okay. anything else and it's understood it's they're with us every day they see what we do we do talk a lot about it so I can't blame them. And are there are there third generation family members involved in the business in any way? Third generation, not yet. Not yet. They're still too young. But vision or hope for that? That would be the hope. You okay. know, just like in anything, we hope that they go to better schools than us, uh, do better things than us, and come with better ideas. And do you have any views about like? Would your path be what you would recommend to other people that have? 
complex family businesses where you know you go and get experience in other places or you know what I'm very fortunate because you know I wake up every day and I love what I do and but I always growing up kind of been groomed for this and, and love business and love yeah. working and you know I do you know I have 40 year old friends that are still trying to find themselves so I you know so you know I wasn't the guy when I went to college I knew I was going to major in accounting People went through college all four years and they didn't know, know what they, what they wanted, wanted to major. So I can say that I've been very fortunate in that, that I've always kind of had a clear path. And um, and so I think that's what kind of actually makes me excel at my job and almost makes me happier than most. And, what, and I mean, what else do you, how do you keep your sanity? So what other things do you do outside of business and family? So these days, as of today, I, were, I would say I've probably become more of a health nut. I love figuring out how to eat healthier, be healthier. I love working out. I love yoga. I just found Pilates. You know, all those things. Look help out. Really, yeah, all those things help uh, relieve stress. It's, it helps you reboot. You know, and, and to be honest, you, uh, I have found that um, doing physical labor has helped me turn off the brain, so that I don't have to constantly think about okay. business. And one of my passions, I, I love gardening. It's, it's my long-lived dream to live off the land and retire that way. Oh, that's okay. I didn't. You know? I did not know that piece about you. Uh, I'm terrible at gardening, but I remember early in the business when we would run data runs on consumers and gardening always came up this huge index, but I always went, who are these people? It's yeah. everybody actually. Uh, it is. It's, it's either people do it or they want to do it. Well, especially now, um, you know, the whole farm to table craze and things of that nature and all the documentaries out there about how, you know, far the food's coming and you know, it just kind of makes you want to eat healthier, eat better, yeah. and have more of a sustainable life and less footprint on the earth. So the yoga and the Pilates and healthy eating and the business and gardening, any any new skill or, or technology thing you've been playing with lately or experimenting with, like hmm. a social platform or an app or... Well, you know, we're definitely trying to think of a app for our parking lots that allow us to integrate with our consumers better. Um, you know, it's been on our horizon to develop something where the customer can watch the shuttle buses. I think that's kind of the next step for us. That's what we, you know, I'm sure in your business they call uh, stickiness in terms of marketing. Right. And so, um, and that's just part of us trying to keep up with where the future's going and keep up with Uber and Lyft and take advantage of what they've already developed. And then, you know, yeah, we, they have trained us to watch that little icon coming and three and, minutes away, one it, minute away. And it's like a relief because, you know, I was in New York City and I called for a cab to go to the airport. It's like they sometimes didn't show up. Right. And and now you can watch it directly come to your door. It's the same thing that we want to provide uh, with our parking lots. Yeah, no, I, the you definitely are true to the innovation. I know from the research we did on possible enhancements to the lots and all that. So your company has kept a pretty low profile, the, comp the parent company, on purpose, right? Yes. You're agreeing to do this podcast, but you've done some other interviews. You're raising the profile a little bit. Explain why you think that's, it's not ego, but why that's a little more important or that you're, you're coming out from sort of the, the company's you know, being a little bit more forward as to all that it has and well, operates. You know, for us, it's been a struggle with, um, in terms of like, we like flying beneath the radar simply because we want to maintain uh, humility. Right. And so for us, when you come out, it kind of, the message sometimes might get skewed. And so, you know, and it's a very competitive world out there. So the thing is, is that a lot of times when people see what we're doing, 
they do sometimes uh, adapt to it or, or pick up on us. I, I don't want to, you know, it's kind of a, a monkey see, monkey do world, unfortunately. And so, you know, we do it from just practicing humility. Uh, we don't want this. Oh, that makes sense. Both, both humble and, hey, I don't want the competitors stealing our secret yeah, and, sauce. You know, and in the second and third generation, and, you know, uh, we don't want them to, you know, come up in this world in a different manner. Because, um, again, it is very hard to raise our children and maintain that they are, are humble when you're actually living in such a, you know, amazing community. You know, right. we all grew up in West Bloomfield, Bloomfield Hills. Got to be humble and hungry. And so, you know, and so that's why it's, you know, it's better to kind of um, shelter them almost from some of those type of things. Because, you know, these kids, a lot of them I've seen, they, they grow up with a lot of entitlement issues. And so, you know, fortunately for me, I, I had a hunger to work and I love to learn. So... Um, but others, unfortunately, it's been very hard for them to motivate, and they just prefer to take a handout. And so it's just always been a concern of ours how to kind of um, find an even balance. And But now we're at a size and a point to where, you know, we're doing kind of high-profile projects. So it's been very hot, and, you know, one in Detroit, another one in Birmingham. Um, we're doing a triple hotel in Farmington Hills. It's kind of hard to uh, fly completely under the radar. Right. And, you know, and, and of course, you can't just ignore uh, everybody. And so, you know, we, we have been selective on what we've said and what we've done and, and where we've done it. It's a funny thing. If you keep it quiet, you're arrogant. If you go fly your flag big and get press, you're cocky. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I can see the, the balance of that. Uh, I mean, you know, from... If you think about all those businesses, I mean, they're all of them are twenty four seven businesses, except some of your restaurants, right? Right. Uh-huh. Parking lot never closes. The shuttles are always running. The hotels are always open. The gas. I mean, that the gas open, stations yeah. are always open. Uh, yeah, that's that, that. That adds a layer of challenge to it. Even the video stores had long hours, right? Um, yeah. So you work you work some long hours well, here. And I'd say that's probably in today's day and age the biggest struggle right now is finding people. There are just not enough people for all the jobs that have been created. Um, I mean, just in the whole restaurant industry alone, I hear 90 new restaurants are going to open in the next 12 months. In the um, in where? In Michigan. In Michigan. Yeah. Okay. So I just I'm just I'm not sure. I don't know where they're going to find all the people. So talk about that for one second, because as a generational family business, everybody's having trouble finding people. Then you got to find people that fit in your place and the way you guys work. So right. what else? What are you specifically looking for? Like, what makes someone stick and work within the the the, the nature of your company versus somewhere else? Well, truthfully, uh, our culture is you know we like to treat our employees like family, and that's not just a cliche. I'm saying what I mean by that, truthfully, is that we want to help our employees achieve their dreams. Yeah, I am not somebody that would ever look past a dishwasher and say he can't ever own his own restaurant. If that's what his desire is, I'd love to help him with his desire. Um, I have taken plenty of even uh, non-English speaking uh, individuals and then turned them into some of my best general managers. Um, and if they wanted to go own their own restaurant or own hotel or anything like that, I'm more than open to help them figure out how to do that. Awesome. So people that have some fire and ambition and, and it's not just hiring someone to do that job that's going to stay Granted, I'd love to keep everybody as a lifer. You know, that's what we look for. We don't like turnover, as you can imagine. It's very difficult in our industry when someone's trained and they excelled at it. To see them leave, of course, it's, it's devastating. But it's actually one of the biggest forms of flattery yeah. and compliment. And I couldn't be happier for any of them. You watch, go you watch them go level. off and fly and do something. We're, we're, we're facing, I mean, I'm seeing definitely that in both of our places. So what else should 
people know about Group 10 management and the family of businesses and the family that, uh, you know, that, that, you ha that hasn't been told or you'd want to get out there? Hmm. That hasn't been told? That's a tricky question. Um, obviously, you know, going back to the culture we try to provide is to create a family environment simply because that's, that's our roots. And so um, we want to make sure that in maintaining humility and everything that we also give back because, you know, as my, even my uncle just said it as yesterday after he was saying, you know, proofs in the pudding, um, he couldn't give back enough to this country because of how much they, he, it's nice. given to him. And so that really resonates in me as well. I mean, because we're all trying to achieve what they, you know, the American dream. Right. And it truly is a dream. I mean, we no, are so, an American so, dream story. so blessed and, and it's just amazing to have uh, kind of been a part of it and to grow up in such an amazing family um, and to be taught what I've been taught. What? Well, that's pretty great spot to end as we sit here at Zhao Jun. You do have to tell the listeners what Zhao Jun means because... Oh, so Zhao Jun is our uh, latest restaurant. It's a Pan-Asian restaurant. And Zhao Jun in Chinese mythology means the kitchen god. So if you come here and dine, you'll, you'll see some of our t-shirts will say, I'm not Zhao Jun, he's in the kitchen. That's because you know, Zhao Jun means kitchen god. And I, uh, I was, you know, I love the name, so it stuck with me. And, and uh, I hope it will stick with others too. Well, Kenny, I thank you for being a guest on Generation Next and uh, wish you all the success and glad to be sort of part of the, the family. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you for having me. Generation Excellence is hosted by me, Jamie Michelson, with help from SMZers Eric Freiberger, Sam Daly, Eric Head, and Joel Bienenfeld. Thanks also to Randy and his team at Stage 3 Audio. Thank you for listening, and please give some of the other episodes a try. One more thing. If you have comments or a suggested future guest, please don't be afraid to contact me.